Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the October 2011 CTSS quiz and uh, 10 terrific cases, and hope you get them all right. Good luck. This case is one of my cases I put under the categories of dose reduction, and I'm asking you what dose reduction technique was used in this case. And you see two images, and what is that over the patient's chest? And it uh, looks like a foreign matter, and it indeed is, and it's bismuth shields. Uh, people show that with bismuth shields, you can reduce the dose to the breast by about 40%. The downside is if you're not careful, you can get artifacts over the anterior image. The key thing is to keep the bismuth shield away from the skin. Uh, they have some cushion on there. You can put it in a pillowcase, keep it away. But it does a pretty good job, and this is a very nice example of bismuth shields. I guess theoretically it also could have had inner of reconstruction, it could have had a low KVP, and it could be a high pitch, but none of that could you tell from those images, and those breath shields are easy to recognize. Okay, very good. In this case, I asked you what the best diagnosis is, I and mean, you look very carefully at these two images, you see very prominent lymphatics. And that's not a case of cystic fibrosis. Cystic fibrosis, of course, we see cystic bronchiectasis, often bronchiectasis with infection and air fluid levels. Pneumonia, you typically get ground glass patchy infiltrates. And lymphoma, you can get solitary nodules, you can get multiple nodules, direct extension from the hilum into lymphatics. But here you see very prominent lymphatics, and the best diagnosis would be lymphangitic spread. And the most common thing we typically will see will be from breast cancer. So just a very nice example. This is a great case. When you look at the images, you quickly recognize there's perfusion changes in the left lobe of the liver. Perfusion changes can be due to many things, tumor infiltration, uh, vascular thrombosis, but when you look here, it's very geographic, almost a perfectly straight line. You also notice pneumobilia. And what you're dealing with here is a patient who's had radiation therapy for pancreatic cancer. And you see the very sharp lines. Radiation therapy is very commonly given in patients with pancreatic cancer, often preoperatively, particularly for borderline resectable. So it's not lymphoma. Lymphoma can cause infiltration. Fatty liver can be very geographic, but here it's too sharp a line. It's not matching any specific vascular borders, and it's not fatty sparing, obviously. So radiation hepatitis is the best answer. With new radiation therapy techniques, we see this far less frequently than we did in the past. This is a wonderful case, and the things you look at, when you look at the images, what do you see? The spleen looks big, the liver looks big, and this posterior metastinal masses. So perhaps the patient has lymphoma. That's a possibility just because you have nodes, but the nodes are kind of lobular, and it's that posterior metastinum, and I'm giving you a quiz case. So lymphoma, I guess I couldn't say you were wrong. Neurofibromatosis, usually you don't have a big spleen. Leukemia, you can get infiltration, liver, and uh, spleen, and you can get nodes, but Extramedullary hematopoiesis is the best diagnosis. It's a little hard to see in this case that the bones were a little bit dense, but that bilateral, lobular, almost symmetric appearance is really good for extramedullary hematopoiesis. You can see it in the pelvis as well. Just a very nice case. We don't see it that commonly. Things like thalassemia might be things you would see it in. This case very nicely shows you very impressive periosteal reaction in the patient's humerus, associated soft tissue mass. This is not infection. Um, this has to be tumor. When you look at the starburst appearance, you can go through things like Ewing's. 
you can go through things like osteosarcoma, you can think of chondrosarcoma, but at the age group of this appearance, the best diagnosis will indeed be an osteosarcoma. This case, I'm asking you for the best diagnosis, um, and it's a great case because if you look very carefully, you see on the axial image there's a persistent left SVC, which is a pacifying with contrast, and you follow it down, dumping into the coronary sinus. So just a very, very nice example of persistent SVC. Uh, that's the diagnosis. No ifs, ands, buts, or maybes. In this case, we're looking at the bones, and what you could really see is textural changes in the left iliac bone and part of the sacrum. You can see the bone is kind of modeled and expanded. That's the classic appearance of Paget's disease. Now, fibrous dysplasia can give you remodeling of bone, but it wouldn't affect all of these bones at one time. Epstein's anomaly we're talking about in the heart. Lymphoma can give infiltration, but not this type of expansile process without periosteal reaction or soft tissue mass. This is classic for Paget's disease. Now this is a great case. When you say dysphagia, you run the gamut in your mind from esophageal cancer to a tracheal tumor to anything in between foreign body. When you look carefully at the images, you see the esophagus is a little bit dilated, then you follow it down and it's compressed. And what you see here is a beautiful example. Look at the aorta. The aorta is almost 360 degrees on that one image. That's a classic example of a double aortic arch. And in this case, there's mirror branching of the great vessels off the arch. The esophagus is dilated, and again, the possibilities A to C are real with that history, but when you look at the images, it's classic double aortic arch. This is a wonderful case. This was a CT cystogram. The patient was having feces coming out of the urine. And look at the images. When you look at the sagittal views in 3D, volume rendering in MIP, you see a fistulous tract going from the bladder into the sigmoid colon. Just incredible. Look how the sigmoid colon and rectum are opacified with contrast. Just an incredible example. Um, in theory, perforated colon, it's not, in some ways it maybe it is, it's perforated into the bladder or it's bladder perforating into the colon. Diverticulosis is the most common cause of enterovesical fistula, but this is just a wonderful example of a fistula that was secondary to uh, perforation, which then went into the uh, colon, and they have a very nice example of a uh, colovesical fistula, just a beautiful case, and CT cystography is very good for that. This is a great case. When you look at it, the first thing you're thinking is pancreatic cancer, but then you realize you have enhancement of the gland, and there's stuff near the gland that's stretching out the celiac but it's not really narrowing the celiac. So it's really what you're looking at, and it'd be easier if you had more images, is an extra pancreatic or peripancreatic process. So it doesn't, it's not pancreatic adenocarcinoma, there's no dilated pancreatic duct, it's not prostate cancer. The prostate can give you nodes in the periodic region and peripancreatic zone. Lymphoma or a colon cancer are more common to give nodes in the peripancreatic region. Just tumor, it's not a tumor off the of duodenum, which it could arise from or the stomach, that's not the appearance here. The appearance here is really nodal disease and this patient had B-cell lymphoma. We've seen a number of cases of B-cell lymphoma look like pancreatic cancer. Two things to remember, you can have B-cell lymphoma infiltrating the pancreas, that's one possibility, presenting as a pancreatic mass, or in this case, peripancreatic disease. So very nice case of B-cell lymphoma. So with that, I've showed you 10 terrific cases. Hopefully you got them all right. 
If you didn't get them all right, hopefully you came close. And if you didn't come close, hopefully you learned something from our review. And with that, we'll see you next time, be it on CTSS or at the Apple Store. Catch you later. Bye.